I have conversations on this podcast with tech entrepreneurs, builders, millionaires, billionaires, often focused on what they're building and what impact it will have in the future. But does any of that matter if at the end of the day, we can't achieve true happiness and true peace for everybody? I spoke today with my friend, Shialpa Tenzin Rinpoche, who I met at the Satoshi Roundtable in Dubai. And the hour I spent with him meditating, listening to him speak, was impactful in a way that it's hard for me to even express. So I wanted you guys to have that same opportunity. That's dope. You and I met in Dubai a few months ago at the Satoshi Roundtable, and I had the honor of sitting with you and meditating. But what really struck me was the 45 minutes or so before we actually meditated, when you spoke to a crowd of largely crypto millionaires and probably billionaires about their motivation, about what was being built in the crypto space, the benefits and potentially the negatives of the mentality there. And I really like to deliver that message to, to my audience as well. So I would just love to hear you, I guess, speak generally about what you think about this industry, and then we can get more into what you're actually doing and, and how we can help. Yes, uh, absolutely. You know, what I feel the very important for everyone is that uh, people should be able to enjoy their lives. People should be able to enjoy their achievements. That does not mean that you have to be greedy. So you can have everything in a such a way that you, know, you are able to truly celebrate your life. So just involving selfishly with agenda and with greed, if that creates consequences for you to experience later, I don't think that is a very smart way to live. So I am here to truly share something that they have never heard before. So deep insight into how we can have you know, a true experience of abundance, where we feel confidence in our being, where we are able to honor ourselves and honor everybody by knowing life is a celebration. Life is not a rehearsal. Life is not something you can take it for granted. So this is the reason why I am you know, involved and I'm deeply in you know, sharing my message and traveling all over the world. And you're traveling constantly. Every time we speak on WhatsApp, I think you're in another country doing another event, raising more awareness. Why is that so important to you? Well, you see, uh, just give you an example. I'm here in LA for last one week and then to organize this peace gala where all our crypto blockchain friends are all participating in a big way and then all of a sudden i receive a phone call from washington dc and uh, requesting me to come to white house to address the crowd who are celebrating the buddha's birthday and then just just the last minute I have to find a ticket. And there are many ambassadors from many different countries and White House staff, they're requesting me. And somehow they found me and they realized that what I was doing is very, very important. And probably, you know, they are there to support me as well. So I got a ticket on Thursday. 
and flew there. And uh, I couldn't get a business class seat either. I had to fly an economic class seat because it's a last minute thing. <laughs> then doesn't matter. That worked out fine. And then I stay one night there. Next morning, Friday, I address the crowd in the White House first ever Buddha's birthday celebration, uh, which they all appreciated very much. And they all congratulated me afterwards, saying that what I said was the best they have heard that day in that crowd. That um, to me is really an acknowledgement that peace is very important to them as well. Then right after I had a lunch and with another embassy, and uh, they requested me to come to celebrate with them. Then around four o'clock, I flew back to LA. So only stay one night. So it's not that I really enjoy flying, but when people are requesting me to do something that they think is important and I can deliver, and this is what uh, uh, I'm here for. And uh, uh, you know, you ask why I'm traveling so many places. You know, if I wish I don't have to travel anyway. <laughs> well, at least we can do this on Zoom, and you didn't have to travel to me for us to have this you, important you conversation. Are very kind. You are very kind. I appreciate I, this. I, I did that especially for you. Um, but what what I find interesting, you alluded to the fact that you have this gala in, in Los Angeles, and many blockchain entrepreneurs uh, are going to be there. Do you find that? the giving, the support that they're giving, it's hard to ask this question, is genuine or do you feel that often people participate in charity because it alleviates a feeling of guilt or it makes them feel like their greed is justified as long as they're also doing something on the side for charity? You see, you know, there's no way I can read anybody's mind and for sure. But uh, what I feel is my role here is even if they are involving with the uh, wrong motivation, I'm here as a friend to correct their motivation and lead them on the path where there is much more benefit. And I keep saying to my friends, if you grow a very good rice as a farmer, you have automatically so much haze to feed your cattle or whatever. So you don't have to work for haze to grow rice. First, you grow very good rice, then you have automatically benefit from that to have as much haze as you want. So you know, here in this world, whether it's crypto or any business, as far as I'm concerned, you know, even if they may have limited ideas and agendas for themselves, I think it is my responsibility and my you know, so like a take on this is to see how I can help, how I can really bring them to understand, after all, even if they make billions of dollars, I want them to enjoy what they made. You know, if they have billions of dollars, if that makes them slave of their money, if this entangles them, and if that happens, that creates insecurity and fear and suffering, right? So we do not want to see that. So I uh, would like to think they are doing it positively, but even if they are, limited as everyone is because no one is enlightened yet but i see the potential you know, to achieve true freedom anecdotally it does seem that many extremely wealthy people are very unhappy correct yeah and unha unhappy in a sense that uh, they find weaknesses in them because it is inevitable that we will get old we will get sick and we will die 
no matter what we have, we are not going to be as invincible as we think we are. So then there is a helplessness, you know, in all of us, right? So I think we have to come to really relate to that in a profound way uh, with insightful you know, understanding and wisdom. So this is where I think I can deliver something uh, which I are very much looking forward to uh, working with them. And I think most of my friends in this world, they realize that there is something that I can deliver and share with them. And that's why I think they are here with me and supporting uh, for the greater good of humanity. I, I agree with that sentiment, but are there things you see specifically, I know in business, but in the crypto cryptocurrency industry that specifically concern you? Uh, we know that greed is a part of every financial market, every new technology, every business. Is that the core of it? Or are there other things that maybe people here are thinking about in the wrong way? Well, I see one uh, possibility is a crypto blockchain, modern technology uh, developers. They might handicap themselves if they're not able to identify you know, their essence as peace and liberation and freedom. Because, you know, they're doing a great job, including AI. You know, all these things are positive as far as I'm concerned. But how we are able to make this serve us instead of we become a slave of these things is the key. Either we have to be able to ride the waves, not the waves ride us and then you know, suffocate us on, uh, under the sea. So this is the notion that uh, we need to truly bring you know, to everybody's mind and in everybody's you know, you know, life so that we will have something really deep to discuss and in-depth discussion is needed. Then on the positive side, how important then is Bitcoin when you look at it as a superior form of money, an easier way for perhaps poorer people to transact or, or store their value? when we see the harm that the existing system has done to people? Well, I have been to few now blockchain annual conferences and I was telling everyone that let's not identify blockchain, crypto and modern technologies identity as a currency or transactional, rather try to make sure we understand the essence of blockchain is peace liberation and freedom, which I think is so important because now we have opportunity to truly empower sovereign wealth you know, to everyone all over the world for entire you know, humanity, which is to say we are decentralizing world economy by empowering each and everyone to truly benefit from being. I mean, not just about talking about money, a currency by being. So we acknowledge that you are capable, you have the right to live, you must celebrate your life. And this is the message I think we can deliver with this blockchain and the crypto and Bitcoin, whatever you want to name it. I think there is this possibility. So this is very, very important. Once we are able to truly send this message, I, as I said in, uh, in some of the places, uh, the Bitcoin and uh, will hit, and uh, one Bitcoin will be worth $1 million, as I mentioned. So maybe my prediction 
might come very true very soon. So I, I really think this in a very, very meaningful way. I think, but we have to take it very seriously to involve in a meaningful way. So this is why I'm bringing this idea of universal peace in a movement, which I think uh, blockchain and the modern technology will embrace it as you see now, many are participating in this gala. I think this is the right step. You know, we should not have any, you know, selfish agenda here. We should not be thinking about very limited conditional ways. I think we should think in unconditional ways, then that sky is the limit. You talk about universal peace and many people talk about Bitcoin being universal money. So it seems <clears throat> like perhaps those two are well aligned. Yes, I am keep saying to my friends, and I said in Davos as well, World Economic Forum and World Peace Forum are the two sides of one coin. So there is no coin without there's two sides. So you cannot have only one-sided coin, then that's not valuable. So this is very important because then it's not legitimate. You know, so I think it's very important for us to find legitimacy in our own mind, validity in our own mind. We don't have to seek validation from somewhere else outside there if we are embarking on a journey in a profound and a confident ways. I think this is what I think we should do. This is how we should lead and everyone forward. I think when I met you, you had just come back from the World Economic, Economic Forum in, in Davos. That must be a very interesting experience for you because of your core beliefs and the message that you're trying to deliver. And the messages there seem to be the antithesis of that to some degree. Yes, because to me, you know, uh, everything is an opportunity to exercise my belief. So no matter where I am, and uh, I'm not swayed by anything other than the path that I'm leading. So in a sense, it's a great opportunity for me to interact with everyone and bring about you know, support you know, to really create a world peace through inner peace. And uh, you know, it's very interesting in Davos, <clears throat> as soon as I was you know, in the Zurich in a airport and uh, this, uh, not airport, sorry, train station, this team of the uh, German television and a crew, they spotted me because only I was the only peacock and uh, on that train station, all are the birds. I was the only peacock because of my <laughs> robe. <laughs> so they spotted me very easily. And then, you know, we you know, went and trained together and they were asking me, where are you going? And I said, I'm going to Davos. and. They asked him, why are you going? I said, I'm going to attend World Economic Forum. And they were shocked and they say, okay, now a monk from the Himalayas and a Lama from the Himalayas in a Davos and World Economic Forum. Then they had even more curiosity and they say, okay, what is your life like? And when do you get up? And when do you meditate? And I was explaining to them and they want to and, uh, shoot um, my one day in a schedule of how I spend my life. And so this is how it started in Davos. And then as we were in Davos, they had interview and everything they spread. This is like a BBC version of German television. And then after that, you know, while I was there for one week and everybody requested me to lead meditation. So even though this and friends and uh, movers and shakers, they were up very late and uh, making deals and 
partying hard, but they're able to get up at 7 a.m. to you know, join me on a meditation and uh, for four or five days. So it's like an amazing you know, uh, thing we achieve. And at the end of the Davos, I was able to also dedicate the merits, a good karma that everyone has created from there. And that's the first ever dedication ceremony probably held in Davos. It, something that I learned from you that I've really adapted my everyday life to is that meditation is not something you just sit and do. It's a part of every moment of your life. It's a part of your entire mentality. Embracing that for me, even though I'm honestly, and I, I know you'll say nobody is, but I'm terrible at meditation, right? I feel like I have ADHD and my mind is in, in a million places, but just even attempting to have that focus and perspective is really life-changing. Yes, you know, 24-7 meditation is the only way in the 21st century because as long as we are breathing, you know, we need to relate to our life in a mindful way. So, of course, at the beginning, you might be able to meditate only for half an hour, one hour in your shrine room quietly. But as you meditate in a deeper and further, it's very important for you to realize that life is not a rehearsal. There's no moment that you can take it for granted, which means that you have to actualize you know, wisdom and intelligence in every moment to be able to maintain your intelligence effectively is a meditation. So I try to share my friends a very profound meditation, which is called non-meditation, and uh, to truly be yourself 24-7. But how do we find who our true self is? Through all of this noise and social media and news and 24-7 stimulation, how is it possible to have that perspective? I think that was probably even challenging before the internet. But now that we have all of these platforms and distractions at all times, how can somebody maintain that level of calm and focus? Yes, I think the main thing I would say is you need to find true validity within yourself of being whoever you are, whatever you are, and however you are. And being able to remain in that state without you know, being distracted, without being seduced or enslaved is the key. So if you are here to seek validation outside, if you are here to really get approval from outside, then I think your ego is involved, you are conditioning yourself, which is going to be the suffering and a cause of suffering. I think this is very important. I think if we are able to truly realize and actualize, this moment is more valid than anything else. If you find true validity in being however you are, right now you and I in this moment on this podcast, right? So maybe many are listening, so we have responsibility you know, to be very clear and share message, not only with two of us, we have many people who are listening. So if we are able to see and feel that this is more valid than anything else, then grass is not greener on the other side of the fence. So this is the key message that we all have to experience and realize. According to Buddhism, your practice, what is the role of money in someone's life? 
Because I think we ideally would love to not think about it and to not be consumed with it. But for many people, that's impossible if they need it to pay their bills or to have food or to support their children. But as far as I can tell, the role of money is to create good karma. So you can have money. As long as you have money, if you are using it for the right cause, money is not a problem. You know, you can earn as much as possible, not just to benefit yourself, to benefit the entire mankind. And if you really think about it yourself carefully, no matter how much money you have, when you have a, a breakfast, lunch, or dinner, you can have only one plate full of meal. You cannot have you know, a thousand dishes. You cannot eat even if you have money to do it. So you should be smart. You should be smart that, okay, you can live with what you have in front of you. That means that you are not seduced. You are not enslaved by your desire. You are not attached. You are not conditioning. As long as you are not conditioning, you have freedom to utilize your wealth for greater good. So this is why I am encouraging my friends right now to involve in this universal peace movement as a living legacy. I really see the living legacy is to truly celebrate life. And I think many people are able to understand it because there's no such you know, wonderful historic project like this right now. So those who are fortunate and they are involving, and I welcome everyone to join and that is to say that living legacy is being who you truly are, living in this very moment in a most passionate way where you do not find any incompleteness in your thoughts, feelings, emotions, and your inner way of living. Does that mean that every person is inherently good and can find that in themselves? Or are there people who <laughs> will never be able to find that and perhaps have improper motivation and can't find the, the proper one. Yeah, because, you know, inherently, it seems to me that we have inherited intelligence. Whether we apply the intelligence effectively right now or not determines whether we are ignorant or not, whether we are conditioning or not, whether we are suffering or not. As far as I can see, every human being is gifted with mind. Mind has ceaseless energy that is flowing unobstructedly. So as ceaseless energy unobstructedly flowing, how we are able to tap into that flow of energy, that resources. So if we are able to really apply the resources to celebrate our life, I think we have found our true purpose. We are becoming someone who is able to truly call himself or herself an intelligent person. Otherwise, we're like a dead corpse walking on the street if we don't apply our intelligence. And does that require meditation? Can it be achieved without meditating 24-7? Yeah, I think this meditation helps us, reminds us. Meditation prioritizes our time, you know, to not to stray away, you know, not to really fool ourselves. So meditation at the beginning is very, very important because meditation brings discipline. Without discipline, nothing can be accomplished. Of course, you can accomplish something momentarily, but you lose the understanding that everything is transient. Everything is temporary. 
So discipline gives us to focus. Discipline gives us to maintain our sanity in a such a way that we can move forward with dignity. We talked about how money itself is not inherently evil, that it can be used for good, and it's really the intention behind it. But what about for the people who don't have it, who need more money to live their lives and literally are you know, victims of a system that doesn't allow them to have it, poorer people, nations with hyperinflation, people without jobs? There's a number of circumstances where I think it would be very difficult for someone to have inner peace if they can't buy food for their children. You see, I find lots of good friends in this blockchain you know, development right now. And many of these friends that I met seems to be very compassionate and very understanding. So we have a responsibility here to work together to empower everyone to experience sovereign wealth where they do not have to have poverty mentality. So making sure they do not have poverty mentality is to start from ourselves right now. All the technology developers right now and the big company and the CEOs and the founders, we should not have poverty mentality. If we have poverty mentality, we will not going to be able to lead them to not to have poverty mentality at all. So it is very important for us to right now to work very closely for the betterment of mankind if we are real compassionate people. And I believe these friends that I met they are quite compassionate beings. And I have responsibility also here to really encourage everyone to be compassionate and generous in a such a way that they find true purpose of their life in this very moment and in this very few months or few years, you know? Can you speak a bit more about poverty mentality? Because it's an interesting term when speaking about people who, by the classic definition, are not impoverished. You can be rich, clearly, but still have a poverty mentality. So what does that mean? You see, what I feel is that uh, when you do not realize the true value of your human life, when you are not able to celebrate your life, and in this very moment, you pretty much have poverty mentality. You know, So I think if you experience incompleteness in one minute, I think you have poverty mentality which will lead you to be born in a hungry ghost realm. Hungry ghost realm. So this, this is a very dangerous place where we don't want to be born again. You know, you can have billions of dollars in your account, but when you leave this world, and if you're born in a hungry ghost realm, oh, that, you know, I think it will you know, make you have an excruciating pain next life. I believe that is possible because our conditioning reflects and our mind, you know, our conditioning will bring the result in a, in a way that we do not want to condition ever. So poverty mentality is really um, here. I think anybody, whether they are blockchain or blockchain or not, whether they are even a meditator, even you are a meditator, if you feel, oh, I'm not meditating correctly, or I'm failing meditation, here, that is poverty mentality already. So, so I think you have to really see how you have to experience completeness in your being. Because as you're able to breathe, that being able to breathe alone is priceless. The COVID-19 taught us all. <laughs> we have to hide in the corner of our room 
to just to be able to breathe so that nobody take away our chance to breathe next day. So we don't want to even meet somebody because we're afraid somebody is going to bring something and then that is contagious and we will never be able to breathe. So no matter how big a yacht, private jet you have, how many houses you have, you're not able to travel anywhere. You're just only in one spot at lockdown time. So this taught us how important it is for us to truly be independent and free and making sure we are not enslaved. If there's a poverty mentality, is there an opposite? Is there a wealth mentality? Yes. To have wealth mentality is to have real strength. To have real strength to be yourself in this very moment. When I say yourself, doesn't mean there is a conditional self at all. Yourself meaning whatever it is in this very moment, you find there is nothing that is more valid than this very moment. And as it is in this very moment, if you are able to relish it, if you are able to truly integrate in this very moment, that is opposite of poverty mentality. That is where you experience completeness. Okay, So it's not like I am self or I have to experience completeness because oh, I'm going to you know, go to you know, Bali and uh, having the best spa experience. That's not necessarily complete. That's indulgence. That's escaping away. You know, that, that, that's one way of escaping. But that, that, that doesn't provide integrity. That doesn't provide strength. A strength is to be wherever you are, however you are. You know, you are able to experience completeness by being your true self. And uh, no need to fabricate, no need to alter, no need to change, no need to expect, no need to fear. Where, as it is, natural way, if you are able to remain at ease, there is this real sense of richness, a real sense of abundance. And this is a way for us to celebrate. I find that incredibly challenging. I know I said no, it no. before in this world of 24-7 news, and I, I find it very incredibly challenging not to be distracted and not to be impacted by the things that I see, even though rationally I can hear you say it. And I can attempt no, it. It is very challenging. No, no I, I, I can understand that because we are habituated for so long. We have been conditioned for so long. We do not know any other ways. But if you are a really intelligent person, right? So what is more precious than this very moment? This moment is never going to pass for you unless you are able to seize the moment. As intelligent person, what could be better than that you know, to do? Because there's not, this is not difficult at all. I mean, it's such an important, such easy thing if we are able to activate our intelligence. You know, even if you are making a deal, a billion dollar deal, so as, as you're signing contract, that moment is it. So if you're able to relish that moment as it is, then you will not attach to that deal. Rather, you will be able to see transient nature of that. That is sort of illusion. Because that, of course, is not real in many ways. Unless you condition it, then you feel like it is real, right? So here, what I'm saying is to everyone, now, of course, this can be only possible for fortunate, intelligent people, because most of us are conditioned for so many lifetimes. So it's not easy to be truly 
activating our intelligence right on the spot and able to liberate ourselves from suffering. It is difficult, but if you really think deep, if you really understand, there's no other way. And this is the most profound way. And I believe that everyone is capable of it. And you're working exceptionally hard to bring that message to everybody in the world. So let's talk about, we obviously mentioned the gala, but let's talk about what you're building and why you're so passionate about it. Well, in, in one way, it seems that I'm working very hard you know, uh, to establish the universal peace destination for every race, color, creed, gender, and even believers and non-believers alike. But in other ways, I'm celebrating. You know, this is my way of celebrating life. As long as I'm able to breathe and I have opportunity to talk to people like you. And you know, so like a, this is a gift. And you know, because of this you know, philanthropic and charitable act that I'm involved in, I find so many good friends like yourselves around the world who appreciate started the construction of Universal Peace Sanctuary in Lumbini even before the COVID. And we have completed MEVP building, the biggest one in Nepal. And we completed the piling, 219 pilings uh, under the Peace Sanctuary Foundation and uh, 17 meter deep and uh, two feet wide concrete and still we completed that. And then reflection pole around the Peace Sanctuary, we were able to complete that. Then COVID and lockdown came and uh, we are not able to raise any funds and also we are not able to find anybody to do any construction anyway. So now we are moving forward and trying to continue the construction. As we do the construction in Lumbini, I'm going around to raise awareness. This is why we have a first gala here in Hollywood on the eve of Mother's Day, because I feel that really peace sanctuary must be established within each and everyone's mind and heart. So construction is also needed to, you know, create a destination. And this is on a UNESCO World Heritage Site, a most profound place where mother gave birth to her child. And she sacrificed her life, even though she was told and foretold that she will not live to raise her child. Nonetheless, she was able to rise to the occasion. She was able to be a responsible mother and she delivered her baby. And of course, she died seven days later. So here on Eve of Mother's Day, we are here to honor that Maya Devi, as well as all the mothers of past, present, and future for their unconditional love. And what I'm trying to say to Gold is that if you want to create a lasting peace in the world, a lasting peace within, that peace must be based on unconditional love. So this is very important. So making sure everything is understood clearly, then the purpose of this in a project is really going to be a meaningful one and everyone will be able to embrace with full-heartedly. So this is where we stand right now and we need to raise some funds, more than funds, and we need to raise awareness. So this is what I'm doing. I feel that <clears throat> peace is everyone, <clears throat> excuse me, peace is everyone's birthright as well as peace is everyone's responsibility. And I would like to reach to millions and millions of people if possible, all 8 billion people, that each individual feel the ownership of this project and become the stakeholder so that we are able to inspire and we are able to establish peace. And uh, also with the blockchain and modern technology, I see someday 
we will be able to build world economy on the basis of peace, not on the war. It's such a noble vision, especially in a time of so much war and controversy. How do we push for world peace when the world seems to be headed in the opposite direction, frankly? You see, right now, you know, uh, people are confused, people are ignorant. And uh, even though those who are pushing for war, uh, I don't think they desire war at all. They desire peace. They want to sleep at night and soundly without having to think about their life, whether they will be alive tomorrow or not. So I feel compassion for those even who leads the war. They equally need peace and uh, than anybody else. So I think here we have a really possibility to bring some clarity in their minds. And that they are you know, doing this because of material you know, achievements or some you know, things they feel they will be able to have because of their greed. But in a way, they're selling their lives too cheap. And here we have responsibility to show to everyone, life is priceless. Your life is priceless. Others' life is priceless. We have to honor each and everyone and to find peace and harmony and able to live you know, with freedom. So I think after all, if we are fighting for freedom, we are fighting for peace. And the fighting for freedom is to free oneself from that greed. And by doing business in a war, they think they will achieve peace, which is absolutely wrong. And their intention is not you know, pure, so therefore they do not bring anything good for them. So we have some responsibility here to educate everyone and share the insight into how they will be able to benefit truly by embracing peace. I think they, they think that war is lucrative, but I would like to tell them that peace is a thousand times more lucrative than war. It seems that there's never been a time in humanity where there hasn't been war. So it feels almost futile to attempt true world peace where, where there's no conflict, but you obviously believe that it's possible. Yeah, there is going to be war. There's going to be uh, upheavals. There's disturbance. And more than that, what I see is we have ability to handle it. So being able to handle it is the key. You know, in our mind, there's ceaseless thoughts coming, endless thoughts coming. So it's not going to stop. We're not going to become like a rock someday. Nothing is happening. So this is the beauty of our mind, beauty of human life. Ceaseless thoughts are coming, energies are there. However, if we develop ability to handle it, these things will not cause us difficulties. Right now, not knowing how to handle it, it causes us difficulties. And look at you know, the history of mankind. We have spent trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars on war. Have we spent even $1 unconditionally on peace? I doubt it. $1 unconditionally. Maybe we can say we, we spent $1,000 on peace. But conditionally, you may have spent $1,000 on peace. But unconditionally, I don't, I don't think anybody spent even $1 unconditionally. So focus is to be unconditional, not conditional. Conditional ways never succeeded for us. We condition farther and farther. And then when we have to separate, when we are disintegrated from that conditional way, then we experience us excruciating pain. Here, and I feel that you know, now 
because of the modern technology, we have opportunity to bring real clarity where everybody will be able to tap into these resources where they realize in a clever way, a stupid way is not the way of our life. Intelligent way, compassionate way is the only way of our life. So I think this message is very, very important. How much do you personally follow the news or social media then? I follow all the time, actually. You know, I and, uh, and always, you know, see everything, whatever is happening. You know, this is, as far as I'm concerned, and as predicted by our greatest master, Padma Sambhava, that this, in the modern days, you know, in 21st century or 25th century or 30th century, it's going to be even more and more exciting. However, as there's more dynamic energies are flowing, if you do not learn how to handle it, if we are not able to champion it, and then there's going to be suffering. But I think we have these resources here, and I would like to really share and bring this clarity so that everyone is able to truly activate their intelligence in a such a way that they become their own best friend. If somebody's never heard of any of this, tried any of it, they're just living in the real world and struggling, in very short amount of time, what's the basic first thing that they should do to try to unlock their intelligence, eliminate that poverty mindset, and to truly be at peace? Well, visit peacesanctuary.org. <laughs> so you, you want to be very sure, sure. And uh, no, no, just that, I mean, that is you know, a website we have, but uh, really I you know, want to say it's like, we need to connect. We need to connect where there is resources. We need to connect where we can get a benefit from. So I think we have something to provide. And uh, that is and, uh, what I would like to share with everyone. But most important thing is, you know, that aside, most important thing is you should ask yourself a question. Who am I? Why I'm here on this earth? What is the purpose of my life? I think these three things, if you ask the question, as they say, where there's a will, there's a way, and you will find the answer. They just need to find you. <laughs> so you found, they found me already here. So, you know, I am here to serve everyone, you know, because this is what I'm telling all my friends. People asking me, uh, Rinpoche, what do you get out of this, you know, on a movement? You're leading everyone. And, uh, he said, okay, I just tell them, look, I really don't need anything. I don't need money. I don't need fame. I don't need power as far as I'm concerned. So these are not what I'm looking for. And then they say, what else you get now? You're working on this so hard. I said, I get lots of friends all over the world. And everywhere I go, now I have friends. To me, this is more important than anything else because I find ways to celebrate with them our precious life. What could be better than that? No money can buy that. No fame can buy that. No power can really rob that. To be able to find friends like yourselves, to me, is the most rewarding thing. So I am your friend anytime. Everyone, whoever is listening, please feel free. We are here to take journey of life together. As long as we are breathing, we must help each other. And we must really acknowledge each other, respect each other, 
And this is my way of honoring all of you. So the most important question is how can everybody donate and help? And can we donate in Bitcoin? Yes, uh, we have uh, many Bitcoin friends. They helped me uh, on the website, uh, peacesanctuary.org. Everybody can donate Bitcoin. And also it's tax deductible. We are a 501c3 tax. <laughs> so Bitcoin tax, <laughs> that's the very good thing. <laughs> so maybe U.S. government and I will be very happy that we are accepting. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, you can donate you know, uh, by visiting our you know, peacesanctuary.org. And of course, you know, in kind or any other ways, as far as I'm concerned, even your smile, when they hear about the peace sanctuary, if they smile, that alone is a donation. And you know, because I honor everyone's participation in that way because there is no limit to how much good karma they can create by associating with this historic movement for mankind, not only for our generation, so many, many generations to come. This will be the beacon of hope, a beacon of light uh, for everyone. When the sanctuary is finally built, will you actually be able to relax and enjoy it, or are you going to... He's still traveling around the world every day <laughs> delivering your message. I hope you get to enjoy it. Well, I, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I don't have a sense that I have to have time to relax and enjoy it. To me, 24-7 and uh, is celebration of life. So even if we have Peace Sanctuary completed within three years, I will be talking with you and enjoying everywhere and uh, traveling everywhere. So I, I don't mind you know, so like a traveling, if it is beneficial, I don't mind relaxing on a beach if it's beneficial. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so well, it has to be beneficial. <laughs> I definitely don't mind relaxing on a beach if it's beneficial. I just need to re, I think, define what beneficial means based on uh, our conversation. That, that, that's right. That's the key. You see that you caught it very nicely there. You know, point is beneficial. Beneficial means non-consequential where you are free. You are free from even your sense of needing to relax and a sense of needing to indulge in some kind of, in a, in a, what do you call it, essential feeling or sense of some kind of luxury or something like that. I think you have to be able to experience independence and each and every second, every moment you are breathing. That's to me is the most important thing. Well, I happen to believe that Bitcoin can help that. So I hope that I can deliver that message alongside your message of world peace. And uh, I really hope that we've achieved that today. Do you have any final words before I let you go? Uh, no, final word is, to me, one Bitcoin is as valuable as someone give me a thousand Bitcoin. So any amount, any way you're able to participate, Please feel that you are fortunate one to be able to do so, become the stakeholder of this historic moment. And this is not for me. And as I said, I really don't need anything. And it is you helping yourselves. And I would like you all to be responsible in that way. And I absolutely trust and have confidence that you all will do so. And uh, because of that belief, I'm moving forward. Otherwise, I'm a small man. I cannot do this big project for humanity. Until now, from the beginning of civilization, nobody ever established 
solely for peace destination ever. There are religious destination, yes. Non-denominational, all-inclusive, the peace destination, this is the first ever. So we are all very fortunate to have opportunity to participate and discuss about it and do something great with our life. Thank you. I hope that I can help. I hope that I can visit. And I hope that uh, once again, we can meditate together in the future. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's dope.